0: Right, everyone, welcome into this Thursday edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast, the End Zone edition. We're going to be talking all high school football, but the big news from this week: Lindsey Goff is back. She's she's with us, joining us on the podcast. I think this is your first thing with WTO. Now, you did a story last night.
1: I did. I did a story Wednesday night, but yeah, it's been I haven't worked since June twentieth. Yeah. Until yesterday so it's been almost 75
0: days yeah well we're gonna we're gonna put you right back to work here with uh, an early thursday morning podcast it'll be coming out later this afternoon and then of course the first friday night games of the year in the state of georgia happen tomorrow our first edition of the end zone happens tomorrow night during the news at 11 and we've got a pretty good slate of games uh for the first week but obviously there's a lot of excitement around the state Lindsay just with this being the first Friday night. I mean, high school football is a huge deal in the state of Georgia. This is a day that many coaches, many players, many fans wondered if it ever might actually arrive. Now here we are sitting here on a Thursday morning, just a day and a half before the lights come on for the first time on Friday night.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned coaches and players. (laughs) We've been wondering if this night was going to happen As well, there's been so much uncertainty and so much going on and so many programs that have had positive tests and had to stop and restart and just a lot of different things going on this year. It's different for the players. Some of them are learning virtually. It's just kind of different for everybody. So it'll be interesting to see if high school football can bring back a sense of normalcy a little bit across the state of Georgia um, and how it's how it's going to look.
0: Yeah, and as we mentioned, the first full Friday night is tomorrow night, but we've already had some games played. The Corky Kale Classic kicked off uh, last night with a couple games in the Metro Atlanta area. Lindsay, I'm going to ask you this, and this is what I've asked kind of everybody around, around this sport, around this, um, this year, is what are you most excited for on Friday?
1: I'm just excited to get it underway. Like we were so unsure if sports were going to happen, if we were going to have high school football, just to get out on the field and see it actually happening, live sports happening again um, at the high school level I'm excited for. But one team in our area, I'm excited to see how they come back as Richmond Hill. They had such a good year last year. Um, excited to see how they fare this coming season.
0: You know, we'll be talking about the Wildcats here in just a minute now we've already had some schedule changes um I think this is going to be something that we kind of get used to uh it's games being changed uh games being rescheduled game being games being canceled we, we have this happen in our area a good bit because of hurricanes because of stormy Friday nights and that kind of thing this time um more COVID-related, Wayne County at Statesboro. That was going to be our game of the week tomorrow night. That one's been called off uh, by Statesboro due to some COVID concerns in the community and in the school. Also, Savannah Country Day at Bullock Academy moved from tomorrow to tonight in Statesboro. Um, That one, I'm told, due to some official shortages in the area. There were three games scheduled in uh, Bullock County for Friday night. Um, one of those has now been moved to Thursday night at in Gator Alley the Country Day Hornets visiting Bullock Academy so that's going to be something I think we're, we're, we're a little used to because of weather most of the time but now with this COVID situation um, I think you're going to see a little bit more of that some games being moved games being canceled or postponed or rescheduled um, and what we talked to I talked to Ken Cribb will have an interview with the Wayne County head coach here in a minute. We talked to him a little bit about that um, because his Wayne County yellow jackets on Monday, they knew they were playing Statesboro by Tuesday night, they were playing Hart County um, at home. We'll talk more about that game in a little while, but that's kind of one of those things that in this season, it's going to take adaptability. And Lindsay, I've talked to a bunch of coaches this year who tell me, The best teams are always the ones who are able to kind of roll with the punches and and just focus on whatever is next. That's going to be even more important this year.
1: Yeah, it's got to be tough trying to prep for opponents when it's kind of a moving target and things are changing. And it's, it's very fluid, it seems like, this year. And we're all going to kind of have to learn to roll with the punches.
0: Yeah, I talked to John Nelson on the podcast earlier this week of GPB Sports, and he said, you know, it's just going to be a day-by-day, week-by-week thing, and, and that's kind of the, the new normal that we talk about with high school football, high school sports really in general right now. It's all very day-to-day and week-to-week. All right, let's get into some of our game previews for this Friday night, and we'll start with our game of the week happening 730 Friday night at Memorial Stadium here in Savannah, Burke County visiting Benedictine. The third year in a row these teams – have faced off against one another to open the season. They've split the last two. BC won 23, 22, in 2018. Burke County got their uh, revenge 55-42 in 2019. And this is a game between two programs that have established themselves as consistently very, very good across the state of Georgia.
1: Well, we know BC has a lot of opportunity, or not opportunity, a lot of talent on that team. They also have opportunity, but a lot of talent. I remember I interviewed uh, Trent Brodnax when he committed to Duke, Um, their quarterback, Holden Gerner. He's being recruited. So I think those guys kind of have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove that they're worth those power five looks. And another thing with this season, I think there's a little bit more pressure for guys that are trying to get college scholarships because at any minute, your season could go down the drain. It could be canceled. So you kind of have to play every game and make a stand to get that tape that you need and get noticed by those college scouts and to take that next step. You know, at any point, the season could be called off potentially if there's a COVID outbreak. You just don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and, and BC and, and Burke County too, both these programs have had plenty of players uh, recruited over the last few years. I think one of the things that, that I'm looking for out of, out of BC this year is how they've grown from 2019 to 2020. It was no secret last year. They were playing a lot of young, inexperienced guys, having to start them just because that's the nature of high school football every once in a while. And you saw it kind of in the results on the field. BC went 8-4 and four last year. They made it to the second round of the state playoffs. But that, that's a down year for the cadets, at least at least this decade. I mean, it was their first season since 2012 that they didn't uh, win double-digit games, didn't reach at least the state quarterfinals. Now, I think, is the year that they try to reap the benefits of playing a little early. You have a lot of guys. You mentioned Trent Brodnax. You mentioned Holm Garner. They've got a ton of explosive offensive talent over there uh, in the in the maroon and white and they expect to do it this year I mean I've talked to some of their guys you know this was early on where they said we feel like we could be the best offense in the state I mean that's that's the goal for for everybody every year but but this Benedictine team has got the ability to put up some points and they're going to get a good test right out of the gate in this Burke County team that is like BC they expect to win a lot of games they expect to win region championships. They expect to go deep in the state playoffs every year. They're the region, uh, the defending region three quad A champs. Though so Burke County now stepping down to class triple A while the cadets are moving from 3A to 4A. So I'm really excited for this game on Friday night. I think it's going to be another one of those kind of slugfest, slobber knocker games that two really good football programs play uh, early in the season. And there's a little bit of of, a hometown connection for for these these games, too. Both Danny Britt and and Eric Parker, the head coach at at Burke County, both from southwest Georgia, from the same county, Mitchell County, um, and both actually went to play at Georgia Southern. So pretty interesting uh, little connection there as well. Um, So that's going to be our game of the week, and, and one that I'm really, really looking forward to over at Memorial Stadium on Friday night. Another game that we'll be watching on Friday that we'll have for you on the end zone, a team that Lindsey mentioned earlier, the Richmond Hill Wildcats making the trip down to Kingsland uh, to visit Camden County. It's going to be a battle of Wildcats down on the Georgia-Florida border. Um, Two programs with looking to take a next step, I think is probably the best way to put this. Of course, Richmond Hill coming off their first region title in 23 years in 2019, their first ever appearance in the state semifinals and overtime lost. The only reason they didn't play in Atlanta for a state championship last year. And this is a a Camden County team that has name recognition that has brand value, but over the last few years have been trying to get back to where they were when that name kind of became synonymous with dominance in high school football in Georgia. Matt Lazotz told me this team's gonna be built on their offensive and defensive line, and they got a lot of really good big boys up front. They know, You know what you're going to get out of Richmond Hill. They're going to run the football and try to beat you with defense. This Camden County team, a top-10 cl- team in Class 7A, this is going to be a really big test for Richmond Hill right out of the gate.
1: Richmond Hill got off to a rough start last year, and we are able to really turn it around. So it's kind of indicative of even if you don't start out with a win like you would like to, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's over and it's a wrap. You can still always battle back. And Richmond Hill last year is really a testament to that.
0: Yeah, and you know it, it's not an easy start for for Richmond Hill, as we mentioned, playing this Camden County team that um, won eight games last year under Bob's fire. Now entering their fourth year, and, and from everything I've been told and everything I've been I've read that this is going to be the most talented Camden County team they've had under fire. This is going to be the the team that that has the highest expectations. So to say, uh, entering a season, you mentioned that rough start. Richmond Hill was one in three last year after four games. Then they rattled off eight straight, um, some some big wins over Balbasta, You know, taking um, going to the the overtime in the state semifinals at home. This is a team that's now I don't want to call it an encore because you know the coaches will say every team is different, but they do want to take that next step and show that 2019 was not just a fluke. One thing Richmond Hill is going to have to do to do that is replace Jalen Rouse, uh, their running back, who's now at Tennessee State, uh, the region offensive player of the year last year. He's one of the top rushers in the state regardless of class and, and scored 24 touchdowns for the Wildcats last year. Um, Lazat tells me, you know, we've got some guys that we feel are, are ready to step up and do that, but that's a big hole they're going to have to fill.
1: Yeah, no pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah, no big deal. All right, so the next game that, that – we'll be looking at is one that wasn't scheduled until Tuesday night. That's Hart County visiting Wayne County. And this one, like we mentioned kind of early on COVID related changes help this one come together. Wayne County was supposed to visit Statesboro Friday night. That one canceled after the Blue Devils uh, dealing with some COVID issues in the school and in the community. Same kind of situation for Hart County. Their game with Elbert County on Friday night got canceled, and so now the the Bulldogs from Hartwell going to travel four and a half hours to Jessup uh, to take on the Yellow Jackets in a game that I think you're going to see kind of just, hey, we're going to throw our best out there, you throw your best out there, and we'll see what happens, right?
1: Right. I mean, I'm glad they were able to find somebody that also had an open slot and at least get a game played, I know the players are probably really looking forward to that first Friday night. So glad for their sake that they at least get to play a game. And, you know, we kind of mentioned there probably wasn't a ton of prep time uh, as far as film and that kind of stuff. But that's I think that's just going to be the reality of this season. And like you mentioned, it's just going to kind of focus on yourself. We're going to run our best stuff and do our best and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, we'll see what the scoreboard says at the end of the night. Hart County led by former two-time Georgia Southern Offensive Coordinator Rance Gillespie, now entering his fourth season uh, with Hart County. They went 10-3 last year, reached the, the state quarterfinals and are, are a top-10 team in, in Class AAA. And, of course, Wayne County has been really good under Ken Cribb, entering their fourth season under Cribb. They've won 28 games in his first three seasons and, and um, spoke with Ken Cribb yesterday about kind of making these changes and, and how this game comes together and what this week has been like uh, when on Monday you have one opponent, on Tuesday you have another. Uh, spoke to him a little bit about that and then about his team in general. So here's my conversation with Wayne County Head Coach Ken Cribb. Yesterday was probably a very interesting day for for you and the school. Can you kind of walk me through what yesterday was like?
2: Well, my principal called me and told me that, uh, that, uh, they had just got a call from Statesboro and that, uh, that, uh, they were going to cancel the game due to, uh, COVID exposure, quarantine, all that good stuff. Anyways, you know, it's very, very, very disappointing. Um, understood, have a lot of sympathy for, uh, Spur and Coach Kaiser and his crowd, but, uh. It was tough because we've been all we've been doing is practicing and beating on each other and hadn't been able to do anything so you uh, know, it, uh, it was tough and then uh so we got scrambling trying to find a replacement anyways it was hard telling my kids that you know, what it happened but uh they, they they were they were frustrated and uh but uh, I told them just hold tight that's all we've been doing is battling adversity and uh give me a little bit of time to see what we can what we can find and uh... wherever to find hart county yet yeah, late yesterday afternoon and uh... Gonna turn out, it's gonna turn out to be a good thing it's, it's gonna be fine we're gonna, we're gonna get to play and get to play at home and so we're excited just uh... ready to ready for that whistle and to kick this thing off
0: yeah i was gonna ask obviously how tough is it we'll just we'll just talk football right now but how tough was is it kind of having to shift gears i'm sure you've been working for statesboro preparing for statesboro for probably about a week now now you have to shift your focus with basically two days to a pretty good Hart county team that won 10 games a year ago yes uh,
2: it, it is very difficult um uh, I've, I've, I've dealt with this once before in, in my career back we uh we we thought we were playing the team and uh was a team that had been penalized and uh, anyways had to shift gears middle of the week similar to what we're doing now and uh, uh end up playing that team and uh, it, it just it makes it makes it tough because you don't get a lot of film time you don't get a lot of time to prepare and uh, you have to really focus on your team and and you know why you do well and, and just play back your basic assignments um yeah, we'll have some idea, but it won't be like a, a regular full week preparation for the,
0: the opponent. Yeah, that that scrambling nature. It, there's been a lot of teams that have that have had to do that this year, just with everything changing. Do you think that this is kind of going to be? I don't want to say necessarily. Don't don't, don't say norm. <laughs> yeah, I, but I I I, I don't want to ask it though. But it, it feels like kind of this season might you're going to kind of have to go day by day, week by week. Correct. I I I'm afraid you may be right.
2: Um, I Hate to think that way too, but uh, you, you don't know. I mean, just just hope everybody continues to do everything they can to help help with this this virus and and keep your kids as safe and healthy as possible. And I, I guess uh, the only time's going to tell. Um, and you're right; it may it may play out this way for a lot of, a lot of the season. So hope not. Hope hope things start. You know, keep improving and getting better and hope we can get on a routine but uh hey we'll we'll take what we can get uh, do what we have to do and uh you know, just uh keep uh keep leaving and, and uh doing our best
0: tell me a little bit about your team obviously 28 wins in in your three years at wayne county and entering into some i've heard some people call it the region of death but a super <laughs> tough region but expectations high as as they always are with the Yellow Jackets. They are very
2: high. We are – you know, I can tell you right now that I may only have one – I may have one player that could be the best player I've ever had per position on this team. But I feel like this team could be as good a team as I've ever been a part of my whole career. Um, because of the pieces of the puzzle. Um, we have some very talented kids. um, we have great, great size and strength and, uh, very athletic with a lot of speed and a lot of experience. So, uh, you know, eight returners, starters on offense and getting back, uh, west of Franklin and picking up BJ Wright, two power, five guys. Um, it gives us 10 and then the 11th guys, maybe one of our biggest prospects and biggest guy on the team at six five three three fifteen. 15. Um, so feel great about that. A kicker, um, eight thousand pound club, um, he's he's extremely strong he's had a great off season and defensively we got a lot back in uh three returning linebackers uh two of the four secondary uh, and two deep interior linemen so uh you know we have the we have the pieces to the puzzle but uh we're, we're going to need every one of them because uh we we are in a incredibly strong region um so it's going to be a it's gonna be a test in our non-region is a Arguably the best uh, schedule Wayne County's had, so uh, every week's going to be tough. And uh, but I feel good about our chances, and if we stay healthy uh, and focused, I think we got. A, I think we got a shot in every game,
0: Coach. I'll i quit wasting your time. And let you go get ready for Hart County. Appreciate the time, Coach. Thanks, Jack, see you, bud. Okay, so we want to thank uh, Head Coach Ken Cribb, the Wayne County Yellow Jackets, for joining us on the podcast. Of course, his Jackets hosting Hart County in a impromptu. Season opener that will happen Friday night in Jessup. Lindsey, just a couple other games that we want to mention that will be happening on, on Friday night, we'll have them for you on the end zone. ECI visiting Savannah Christian over at Pooler Stadium. Baker Woodward's Raiders looking to make another deep run in the state playoffs. Uh, have to replace some, some big-name guys but, but have some experience uh, on both sides of the ball, they'll be hosting an ECI team that you know is always going to give you a fight uh, whenever you play, and you kind of know what you get with ECI: hard-nosed football, tough, physical, and and you're going to feel it whether you win or lose. You know the Bulldogs are going to bring it to you. Uh, Metter at Swainsboro, another game I- I'm really looking forward to. Lindsay Metter was a team that took a jump last year. Um, over there in Candler County, and now they visit a Swainsboro team that a lot of people also expect to take a jump this year. Two smaller school programs that I think are are looking to make some noise in in their classes in the state of Georgia this year.
1: Yeah, I remember that Swainsboro team, a lot of people liked that one last year, and they were pretty good, so it'll be exciting to see how everybody fares.
0: Exactly, and then, and then finally, one final game, Tattano, Tattano County at Claxton, uh, the debut for head coach Isaac Farrell, uh, who left Windsor Forest after a season and is now in Tattano County leading the Battle Creek Warriors out of Reedsville over to the Pecan Grove to take on the Claxton Tigers, another kind of small school matchup that could uh, be really interesting on uh, Friday night, and we'll have the highlights for you coming up on the end zone, and It'll be our first end zone of the year. Lindsay is back with us after her ordeal with COVID-19. Glad to have her back. Glad to have her healthy and with us and couldn't yeah. come at a better time.
1: I know. I timed it just right, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. So be sure to join us tomorrow night during The News at 11, The End Zone on WTOC. We'll get everything started about 1115. We'll have all the highlights, all the scores, all the action from the first Friday night of the high school football in the state of Georgia, as we mentioned, a day many did wondered if it would ever come. Now it is here, and we will have all the highlights and all the breakdown of everything that happens for you across the coastal empire and Low Country for you tomorrow night on the end zone. Be sure to tune in 1115 right here on WTOC. For Lindsay, I'm Jake. Thanks for listening. We'll have some more podcast episodes coming out next week. Be sure to keep an eye out for them. Thanks for listening, everyone.